Actually, we have more. We have actually more missing episodes. We do. You know, um, that when Arthur did the acid and dug up Maud's third husband. I mean, there are a lot of episodes out there we know about. Okay. I was going to say, let's not mention Maud. Let's try it one week. Can we do it? I don't think we can. It's the SETI BIMCO Show with your hosts, Tim and John. One has the looks and one has the cryptocurrency. We should say Dirk and Marcy. Remember, that's good luck. It's bad luck not to say their names. Dirk and Marcy, yes. But don't say it three times in front of a mirror. No. It's not, it's not good luck to say their names, but it's bad luck to not say their name. All right. It's the SETI BIMCO Show. But we're not numbering anymore. And we're not numbering anymore. You can see it. The number is when you, you know, mm-hmm. download the episode. You can tell. It's the show. We quite honestly, don't know what we're where we are right now. I do. I do. But it's the show oh, where we, I- we talk about high school embarrassments or weirdness in real life and in movies. And this week, I got the quintessential uh, high school movie because it's about a babysitter. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. before we talk about that. I don't know. Is there things you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I mean, I have a feeling like I kind of rea- overreacted to George's criticism of my, what I thought was an amphibian. <laughs> but you I'm going to chalk it up. You mean when you, you, know, were, I kind of, you were stabbing that doll off when, like, while you were yeah, talking about yeah. it? Yeah, I think I had, because, you know, I always have like a cup of hot tea and I have a cup of coffee and then I have some sort of fruit drink. So I think I had too much caffeine and or sugar in my system. And then the more I think about it, you know, the nuns were probably the ones who told me it was like a very simple definition of amphibian. Oh, yeah. You know, creatures that live in both the water and on the land. Mm -hmm. And maybe they told us turtles or maybe I just thought turtles. But then again, the nuns also told us there was an invisible man in the sky that created the world in six days. So maybe I shouldn't be shocked that maybe they gave me some misinformation. True. But mm-hmm. I don't remember so you, George. So George, if I sounded hostile to you, I don't remember you being that hostile. <laughs> oh, I was like, listen, George, words hit like a fist. The reason why that girl didn't want to go out with you in high school is because you corrected her about amphibians yes. and had nothing to do with her being with your thinking that you were gay. <laughs> I think I thought it came off as a little hostile, and if it did, I want to apologize for George O'Connor because okay, you know, I don't know George that well, but. The one time that I have met him online, he seemed like a decent yes. enough guy. I just saw even him. if he's only even if he's only doing four Norse mythology <laughs> graphic novels. I just saw him last night. We uh, another friend named Chris. They, he wanted to get out of the house and go to one of those. You'll you'll be very jealous, John. Trivia night uh, at the bar. Mm-hmm. We can sit outside and, you know, you sign up on your phone and we compete. And we were in first place because, you know, what the first category was puppets. And George was puppets. there and I was there. And one there was only one Muppet question. Okay. The rest were other very Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. That's what I or said. Was, was Kukla, Fran, and Ollie? <laughs> nope, it they weren't. That's why I said to George. I was like, how, he was like, how many famous puppets are there? And I'm like, Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. And, and Lamb that, Chop. That's about, which one? Lamb Chop, Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, Carol on Maud. She was actually a Muppet. I don't think people realize that. She was a Muppet, yeah, after the first season. Wait till George finds out. He loves Muppets. Yeah. But but Howdy Doody wasn't a puppet as much as he was a marionette, I believe. True, yeah. And there was that little, uh, oh, oh, on on, uh, Captain Kangaroo. There were puppets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wasn't wasn't there like a rabbit? Yes, a rabbit that obviously Mr. Captain was was using his hand right there. He wasn't he wasn't trying to hide it at all. Mm-hmm. I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we were we were as children we were stupider back then too. But I knew. But you knew. You t- Tim knew. I didn't. I never noticed. But we started to lose with the uh, geography, and then there was a, a song by. Taylor Swift, we didn't know, and we started going down in the, we were like... Yeah, okay, Taylor Swift might have... I could have helped you with geography. Yeah. My brother could have helped you with geography. Okay. Well, but we, we were... Alas, we weren't, alas, we weren't there. Well, out of 50, we were in 13th place at the end, but we were... Well, that's not too shabby. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not too shabby. So, sorry, I took over the whole what happened this week. And I, I, That's I, quite all right, because I really had nothing happen this week. I watched the new Star Trek, which you blew my mind. I didn't know this, that Gregory Peck's grandson is in it, playing Spock. Yes. Um, Ethan Peck, I believe, mm-hmm. is his name. I, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. And the name of that is Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Are you enough of a Trek fan to know what it's about? Mm, no, I'm well, not. Because what, didn't Ethan Peck also play Spock? Isn't isn't there another series on Paramount Plus where he played Spock as well? Oh, it was a, yes. This is a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery. Discovery, okay. There was a pilot shot for Star Trek, the original series. It didn't sell. And Lucy said, do another one. I like the show. Uh-huh. And the only character they kept was Spock. So there's this whole pilot, which you can, you can like rent it. It's Captain Pike. And later on in the original series, they made a two-part uh, episode where Spock has to help his old captain and he's in a wheelchair. Do you remember this? No, I don't oh. think well, I they remember use, that. Well, they used footage of this unused pilot to see to, as an episode where Spock had to help his old captain. So it's part of, it's part of canon. And this series is the captain before Kirk on Enterprise with Spock and Cadet Uhura and then other characters that we never saw. So that's what the show's about. Well, there you go. So if you wait long enough, if you wait 55 years, it'll all come back around. It's funny you said that. It's, uh, people are saying this is, took 55 years for this pilot to go to series. Yeah. With all well, different characters. Hope, hope it was worth the wait. <laughs> well, well, seriously, no, I'm asking your opinion. Oh. What was your well, I liked it. it. I didn't think it was as strong of a pilot as like Deep Space Nine had. But okay, are you? Um, am I going to watch? Are you getting Star Trek out? Do you think there's just too much out there at once? Do you think they should be spacing it out well, more? What do you think? Well, they do. They have like five shows, and once one ends, they do the the new another series. So. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's good, it's fine. I think you can burn anything out. But like I said to you a while ago, they're just competing with. Disney Star Wars content. Mm-hmm. So, and perhaps there's too much of that out, too. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think so, even though I don't watch it. You know, quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember in the 80s, and that's really kind of when I really started getting into Star Trek. I can't remember in New York as a kid. I think it was Channel 11 that used to show it. Or maybe yeah, it was Channel yeah. 5. I can't remember. And I would catch it from time to time, but my brothers wanted to watch other things, so I very rarely got to see it. Ah, that's why you didn't see and it. And then I started getting into Star Trek when the movies came out in, like, the 80s. Well, we're going to get what to that, that today, John. That's, that's a good segue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wonderful. Okay. That's a segue. Let's talk about this movie. Yes. This week, we're talking about TV. a movie that... Um, oh, I picked this movie. You picked this movie, Tim. And it, it stars Star Trek's... William Shatner mm-hmm. and Mrs. Patty Duke. Patty Duke Aston. She was, yeah, Patty Duke Aston. She was Patty Duke Aston at the time. She did a lot of match games as Patty Duke Aston. Oh. I do remember that. Was, was that early 70s? This was like 70s, early 80s, yeah. Because we should say here, you know, I'd want to make fun of her. I guess she had problems with, she had bipolar mm-hmm. and I read about her mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. about her life was just a whole sad thing when she was a child star. Her right. agents were sexually yes, make, the Rosses. Make, making yeah. advances uh, on her. Mm-hmm. Then she became bipolar. And I, you know, you, I looked up her 1970 Emmy speech, which people said like, she must be she, drunk she or high. something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a very disjointed. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she, she, well, some she people think it. she was having a bipolar, um, Right, she's having a manic episode or a a depressive episode. So, yeah. And, yeah. Now, she went to Notre Dame High School in Manhattan, which was run by the Sisters of St. Ursula, Mm -hmm. who were also the nuns that ran the Catholic high school that my mother went to in Kingston, St. Ursula. Okay. And the two schools would would get together. And I think Patty Duke was a year younger than my mother, and my mother used to sit and talk to her all the time. What? Oh, because mm-hmm. she was already, was she already on TV at that point as the... Yeah, she was already, I think she was already, I think she had already won the Oscar at that point. Maybe oh, for, even. for the Miracle Worker. For the Miracle Worker, yeah. Beat out Angela Lansbury for the Manchurian Candidate. People still say that was the performance that should have won it, but... Mm, I love that movie as a kid. Mir- yeah. Miracle the, the Miracle Worker? Yeah. Or, yeah, and then or they did a, then they am did I a, thinking of Willy Wonka? 
Or maybe it was Willy Wonka. She, uh, at one point, she goes, wah, wah. It might have been Willy Wonka. I think that was Willy Wonka. I think you're right, Tim. What you just... I think she got she got sucked. She fell into the chocolate oh, lake oh, oh, yeah. and got and got sucked up the tube. And all you could hear her say was "wah wah," <laughs> and then she got sucked right up. Yes. But wait, the, I don't mean this. That your mom was in school with her. You have all these they went connections. To sister, they went to sister schools. Yeah, but and and twice a year, I think the girls from it would just be a day trip, and the girls from Saint Ursula would go down to Notre Dame. And then the girls from Notre Dame would come up to St. Ursula in Kingston. And they were kind of just like little socials and, you know. And how many? Always lot. Was your mom nice to her? I hope. My mother was very nice to her. Actually, Patty Duke. She said Patty Duke was always very nice to her. Because I thought there'd be a lot of jerks at school. They're like, say, hey, so Patty. So but does a hot dog oh, Does a hot, hot, hot dog really make you lose control? I, I know. know. Well, you I'm see, you didn't to... say that in, the Catholic, in an all-girls Catholic <laughs> I think also, school. That's probably girls. why they sent her there. You know, in public school, the boys would be like, hey, Patty, I heard a hot dog makes you lose control. So that's why she couldn't go to, that's why she couldn't go to, like, she can go to, like, PS 179. You know, she had to go to Notre Dame. I never understood that lyric. It's, uh, yeah. even as a kid, I'm like, what? I think it was to establish, I think it was to establish Patty's red-blooded Americanism as opposed to Kathy's Scottish aloofness. Couldn't they say apple pie? Couldn't they just say apple, apple pie? pie? A apple pie <laughs> makes her lose control. Maybe, maybe, you could, maybe you couldn't fit into the melody. Hot dog makes her lose control. You know, she is such an all-American girl that she can't look at a hot dog without going. Maybe pumpkin pie? Bonkers. Or maybe maybe it was a double entendre. Uh, yeah, so Patty Dugast and William Shatner. Yes, let's get on with this movie. Let's get on with this movie. I, a made-for-TV movie, I might add. A made-for-TV movie. And you know what happened, John? What I wrote all, I put my notes down. I didn't write a synopsis, so I'm going to wing it. Oh, wing it. <laughs> a strange, mysterious babysitter shows up at the, what was her last name? The, the, uh, Benedict's. the Benedict's. Yes. And soon turns their lives upside down. There. <laughs> Although I don't know how far they had to go to be turned upside down, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to hold back on that for a little while. There's my synopsis. No, like it wasn't, I mean, they weren't exactly like, I mean, we know that, okay, Stephanie yes. Zimbalist, who achieved fame as, I don't even know the name of her character. In Rem- oh, I don't think Remington Steele. Was, Remington was Steel. that her name on the show? I never saw it either. No, I never. I don't know what her name on the show was. Okay, but she was the lead mm-hmm. in Remington Steel with Pierce Brosnan right. in the in the eighties. I never saw an episode of that, and that's about the only thing I ever knew her from. Yeah. So this well, was before that. This was written um, by Jennifer Miller. I looked her up on IMDb, and I and I think she basically wrote only movies like this that might be on Lifetime if it existed when she was writing movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I I cut and pasted the plot. To another movie she wrote, and and uh, I'm going to read that now. Okay. And if I close my eyes, I'm going to think you're talking about the babysitter. Is that what no, you're trying to tell no. me? No, it's just an example of the other movies she wrote. Okay. Kate has a vintage clothing store. She attends her nasty dad's birthday party family family gathering where she meets Harry, but she's dating Philip, but he's dull. Contrary to Harry. It's like I said, mm, beyond yes, lifetime, she, if it existed back then. Or, 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 or Hallmark, yeah. Maybe, yeah, Hallmark. Right, yeah. She, you know, she tries to make, and and then she makes the choice, and she goes with the safe guy, and then she realizes the error of her ways, but she's already offended the fun guy. Yes. You've got 10 minutes to straighten it out. <laughs> I hope, not 45 minutes. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so, so this movie, it starts, so, yes, Jeff Benedict and his wife Liz, played by William Shatner, and Patty Duke Aston. Yes, and that uh, that kid actor, she won a, didn't she win, did she win an Oscar in the Goodbye Girl? Or that she got nominated. Nominated. She, she, got nom- she got nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that. She went on to, and even, mm-hmm. and, and she was the foster child or the adopted daughter on Family with yes. Chrissy McNichol yes. and Meredith Baxter. Yes. And even as child actors go, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. Her name is Quinn Cummings. And even as a ch- even as child actors go, I always found her very annoying. Hmm. I don't know why. I just always thought she was a very annoying child. So we cross her off as a guest on this show. I, we I, cross her off as a guest on this show. 
I'd been giving her. Why did you have her lined up? We could always edit it out, Tim. <laughs> I'd been sending out feelers. This family seemed to be in trouble, as it was. But it just starts off with this woman running around in the woods, and Tara. Yes. The twelve-year-old seems to be chasing her and looking for her, and it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just say it's a confusing opening. If you saw a teenager in the woods as a kid, I don't know if you would chase after them or. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Anyway, I'd be just like, "Ooh, weird kid." Let me. And this is uh, this is after Star Trek motion picture, so I'm wondering why Shatner. This is 1980, right? And was the motion picture 79? Oh, 77 or something? Was it 77? It was not. Yeah, and then uh, Wrath of Khan was 81. So I think you're right. So I wonder if he filmed this before Star Trek the motion picture. You don't have to look. No, well, <laughs> you figure though. I mean, you film like something. A movie's normally filmed like, unless it's a blockbuster, they're rushing to get out. Normally, yeah. like a movie would be like that would have been in the can for at least a year, right? For TV before they actually release it. So maybe he did the Star Trek movie, and the Wrath of Khan was still in the air, and he wasn't getting any no. work, and they're like, hey. You want to be in? You want to be in a TV movie with Patty Duke Aston? Yeah. And he's like, well, yes. I got to pay. I got to pay the mortgage. So, well, yeah, I heard that I like after Star Trek, he was on every show as a guest star, every western, every detective show. I was looking at his IBDM. Yeah. And uh, I did. He had an interview somewhere where he said after Star Trek being popular, he was like living in a trailer somewhere because some kid came to his door and asked for a signed picture of uh, Captain Kirk. So I think he's a guy that's like, if you offer me a movie, you're going to pay me money, I'm going to do it because... Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd been famous once. Star Trek motion picture was not super loved. I, I don't know if it made a lot of... I think it made a lot of money, but... It made a lot of money, but how much did they pay them? Yes. They got a lot of money for Wrath of Khan, I think. Right, because then it was like, okay, now we got something going here. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure to get them back. I mean, they were doing the voices to the animated series. Let's move on. We're losing. We're on. losing Maybe listeners. We are losing listeners. And who <laughs> else is? Do you want to go over who else is in the cast? <laughs> oh, John Houston. I think that's about it. It's a small John Houseman. House Houston. Houseman. Uh, Academy Award winner Houseman. Houseman. Not Houston. Yes. Oh, that's a different no, guy. Different. Yeah, Houseman was in the. He won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for The Paper Chase. I know about movies, and here I'm saying John Houseman. That's John all Houston. right. It's like you kept calling Joan Crawford Joan Collins when we were talking about Trog. It's okay. I know what you mean. And when, when Mr. Adam Pittman was on, I'm like, I'm a political junkie. I want to ask you about this. And he's like, and my neighbor is... Uh, Ryan Zinke. And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> I'm a political junkie. <laughs> well, in, but in, in your time, there was just so much going on and keeping track of yes. Elaine Chow and Betsy DeVos and Mike Pence and... Yeah. Mark Meadows and Sean Spicer, and I could understand where you probably just kind of lost track. Of like, yeah, it sounds familiar, Ryan Zinke. Right. Yeah. Right. Basically, he was getting ready to sell all the mining rates in every national. That's park. true. Yeah. Anyway, before we get too political, where was I? Mm-hmm. So this is a family, and where, this mysterious girl shows that. up. Oh, what's her name? Her name is um, Joanna. Joanna. That was it. Yes. So she's like, I guess, eighteen. We we establish and. She hangs around the house, and William Shatner's yeah. wife is like, I like you. How about you live with us? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I mean, I know that Stephanie Zimbalist is supposed to be the crazy one in here, but the rest <laughs> of them really aren't too far behind her. You know what I'm saying, Tim? Yes, I know. Yes, Joanna. Joanna, yes, is the part of these. Before we get there, yeah, I, I forgot. They the mom puts the kid in the car and they're going to go somewhere. And she's like, wait a minute, I got to go in the house. And the kid just like, okay, let's, uh, the, the kid just like takes the steering wheel and starts driving down the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> she only stopped Still, because she saw the mysterious Joanna. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and her scary doll. I must mention her scary doll. Yes. She kept walking around with that doll and she had dolls all over her bedroom. She's a very immature 12 year old. 12 can be. Yeah. I know it can be that borderline age, but I think her parents actually, or at least her mother, kind of encouraged it. Twelve is the age where you'll go out in the woods and find underwear and think that's just a normal 
It was just a normal thing, finding underwear in packages. Well, yeah. Flashback. Go back and listen to episode, I don't know, six. Don't worry about <laughs> it. If they've been along for the ride, they know what we're, <laughs> they know what we're talking about. So they, uh, they, they hire her to live in her house. No, no checking of papers, no resume. No. No, no, no nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> and she, I'll say now, is always wearing a very tight little uh, tank top or not much in her tank on her top. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's... <laughs> and that scene where she gets introduced to William Shatner, Dr. Benedict. Was mm-hmm. that... Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She walks in and like... they do this close-up on uh, Shatner. So Shatner much so, I thought, oh, do they know each other? But it no, it was just... Yeah. This long shot of him going, oh, yeah, hubba hubba, Ooh, hubba, <laughs> so, hubba yeah. Very strange scene. So she gets hired. She does visit her, uh, the house she used to work at now and then and talk. Mm-hmm. It's empty. She's talking to mm-hmm. somebody. Plastic all over the plastic all over the place. That's foreshadowing. Yes. This babysitter starts just yeah. She's like the nanny. She can cook and clean. She's taking care of the mm-hmm. daughter. I guess it's mm-hmm. summer break. Yeah, the fam- the family she was working for had gone off to Europe. Yes. Said she could stay in the house, but she had to. She says she has to find another job before she goes off to college in the fall. So she's wonderful. And then there's a cocktail party for these people. They live around a lake, yes. Boats. As soon mm-hmm. as I saw boats, I'm like, well, who's going to die in the lake? But they have a cocktail party. And the talk of the party is the new 18-year-old babysitter. Seems like appropriate conversation for adults to have at a cocktail party, but I don't know if you noticed. Everybody's like, ooh, I love your new babysitter, yeah. housekeeper. Ooh, where'd yeah, you get where'd her? You find her? Where can we find a young girl? With my husband going through his midlife crisis. That would <laughs> <Yes>. be perfect. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? And William Shatner's a dentist. One of his pa- patients is named Mrs. Bacon. I don't know if you noticed that. I did notice that. <laughs> I thought, is that a joke? I'm not getting. Wouldn't it be funny if she was Jewish? <laughs> I bet that you that was, was some was strange just, fight with, with Shatner, yes, where, yes, Mrs. where they were like... Yes, Mrs. <laughs> yes, yes, Mrs. Bacon, I'd love to come for the first night of Hanukkah. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> I think in the script, it was like, the name was <laughs> Mrs. Honeysuckle. And, and Shatner, you know, I don't know if you know, he's like, hard to work with sometimes, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard and, that. And Shatner's probably like, hmm, I don't know, how about Mrs. Bacon? I don't know about Mrs. Honeysuckle. <laughs> I don't know about Mrs. Honeysuckle. I don't gonna, know if I can say suckle. And they're, and they're like, no. <laughs> no, it's honeysuckle. Bill. Script says honeysuckle. Yeah. <laughs> and and we, he just kept saying bacon and like finally at take 18. Like, okay, fine. I'm sure why we can't. Afford. We got to get this TV movie done in 10 days. Okay, fine. It's Mrs. Bacon. So you heard the tapes of him on Star Trek when he, he had to say it was sabotage. sabotage. And he's, he keeps saying oh. sabotage. And the, the script person, sabotage. you can hear him say, the line is sabotage. And he's like, no, but it's, it's said, pronounced sabotage. sabotage. <laughs> you should, I will send this to you. It's on YouTube. I'll have to check it out. Well, probably as a Canadian, he was still not trying to master <gasps> That's our right. language. And he was just too embarrassed. And so he's going to stick That's to right. it. It's like, no, it's pronounced. Yes, he, was can, he was Canadian and he sabotage. was still learning our language. He was an immigrant on our shores. And still learning our language, and that's quiet. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I think that's so funny. It is funny. So, it is funny. Cut to the next scene. Joanna is still wearing, like, tight tight tank tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, not a lot to the imagination. And, and she, uh, so what's, so anyway, she pushes the daughter to go swimming, and the mother is, like, freaking out, which I was like, I agree with the babysitter. She could swim to that. Swim, she sw- sure. swims out to a little uh, bo- buoy. Pronounced Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. That's what Shatner kept saying. That's why they tried to take him out of that scene. Shatner was in the scene originally. He kept saying Bowie. <laughs> yes. And they're like, no. Came down to we'll, the give you, we'll give you Mrs. Bacon, but you're out of this scene, <laughs> bud. Go back to your trailer. Go back to the dentist office. Yeah. Which he was always late coming home, and, and the mom is like, I know he's got a girlfriend. We never get confirmation yeah. or denial on that. But, uh, yeah, the mom's unhappy, so Joanna, the babysitter, introduces uh, alcohol, the, the cure to all, yeah. all our problems. Yes, and they've moved from Chicago, where she did have a drinking problem. 
That's right. She got it. Uh, and they moved her and she goes, I haven't had a drink in a year. And like the babysitter, Joanna is like, well, no. one, it's not yeah. one drink. Isn't going to one drink. To you. She's, she's plotting. She's plotting. Yes. One drink. And this joint, right. just one joint, one yeah. drink, just one joint. <laughs> just one drink. Here, here are a couple lines of Coke. Just do one or two. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. And then she starts playing it against each other because she's, Telling her, well, you don't need to listen to your husband. One drink, one drink isn't going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And then she tells the husband later, "I told her not to drink." Right. right. So already it's starting where she's two faced. She's she's a mastermind. She is a mastermind. <laughs> and when not long after that, Joanna's like, "I'm going to go to the movies. Can I have a night off?" And she's like, "Worked every night." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, of course, go to the movies and take Tara too." She doesn't even ask her. What movie she's going to. Right, yeah. It's 1980. I think they're going to see Cruising. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> don't get dude, don't get too hung up on some guys, Tara, because it's a losing battle. <laughs> I, I don't think she did take her to the movies. I don't know what happened that night. No, she didn't. I don't, remember, I don't even recall. No, I, I don't even recall Liz, uh, the Patty Duke character, telling her to take Tara. I think she just said, oh, sure, have the night off. No, she did. Yeah, she said she, it. I thought that was funny. Because, again, she's a mom who's like, whatever. I don't care what you're going to do. Take Tara. Yeah. And she misses the ferry back, and they don't know where she is all night. She never explains where she went. No. I half expected to find out she went and murdered Shatner's, like, girlfriend. You didn't, that you didn't think that? That would have been a plot twist. Yes. Yeah. Well, Scott. Oh, Scotty. He's, he's, uh. I was wondering when you were going to get to Scotty. <laughs> you know a lot about him, right? Well, now I do. He's in a lot of soap operas, which you watch some of those. He's, Yes. You didn't yes. know of him before this? I mean, I vaguely remember him on General Hospital. I mean, when I talk about it, I watch the soaps, like, it would be like, I couldn't watch him every day because I was in school. Right. You know? right. I mean, there were just like certain days a week I could, you know, because I was going to, you know, I was going to talk about Star Trek Voyager with Miss Kate Mulgrew, hmm. who was the original Mary Finelli Ryan or Mary Ryan Finelli on Ryan's Hope ah. on ABC Soap Opera. Really? Which yeah. was my favorite soap opera. Okay. Right. So, because it was an Irish family in New York. Gotcha. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's where she got her start on Ryan's. But, but who it she was, was Captain? Oh. She was Captain Janeway. I know. On, I know her as that. And then she was Big Red on Orange is the New Black. Yep. Okay, but, um, but I but yep. I agree. Yes, David Wallace, who was Scotty, John Houseman's grandson, yes. who played chess. Well, he was playing chess with John Houseman. But no, the, the, the part he played was in Mazes and Monsters. What? He was, I didn't even know what. How did I miss that? Yes, he was the blonde guy in <sighs> Mazes and Monsters, remember? Who said that my dad would be so proud if I found the treasure? <laughs> yes. What was his well, name in Mazes and Monsters? He's the no, one I person heard. I didn't like look. I just saw always oh, in soap operas. Okay, Scotty. And I moved out. <laughs> How did I know? Oh, I saw you. I thought. I thought that's why you picked it because I thought that would have been the running joke. Oh, he was. Well, back the, up, he, back up, and edit. I picked this movie because Scotty's in here from <laughs> Mazes and Monsters. From Mazes and Monsters, and now I've totally forgotten what his name was in Mazes and Monsters. Frederick. But anyway, Frederick. Frederick yes. Yeah. Name is Frederick. No, that one was was his name. Frederick. <laughs> no. Was that his name? No, it was Pardue. Pardue. <laughs> We can remember uh, he was uh, he was uh, Daniel Daniel in okay. Mazes and Monsters. Our producer needs to come in here and, and straighten the show out. I thought that was the reason why you picked it. <laughs> I thought it was like going to be your little inside joke. Yeah, it was. It was, and now I'm pretending. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretending. I'm pretending. I didn't know. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I just can't believe. Oh my gosh, I thought that's why I was like, that's why I kept on going, and who else was in the movie? And who else was in the movie? And you're like, uh, John Houston. There's too many stars in this movie. And John Houston, and it's like, okay, I'll let that slide. And uh, and I thought, like, eventually you're going to get to Scotty, a.k.a. David Wallace, a.k.a. Daniel from Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> totally, totally. I was focusing, oh, I read I read Patty Duke's, uh, you know, biography. Reading, yes, reading everything that William Shatner's been and in. And may I say, may I say, I mean, and I'm not making fun of Patty Duke 
because she, I mean, she was, she came clean about it. She needed to be medicated mm-hmm. and she was unmedicated. Yes. I don't know how much acting she was doing in this movie because I think this was still at the unmedicated stage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, or maybe it was acting and maybe I'm not giving her enough credit. Maybe. But it's like... She does have a breakdown in this movie. Were you, were you, or weren't you? And just, she had that look in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. she, she does have a, a actual breakdown in the movie. Mm-hmm. And... And she did a good job at that. She did a very good boss. I'm saying she, how much of it was acting and how much of it was. Her husband t- took her to the bed, put her to bed. He came out mm-hmm. and started making out with the babysitter, like you like you there do you after go. your wife has a mental well, breakdown. Get her sedated, <laughs> so she won't wake up and catch her, and then start making out with the with the nanny. <laughs> Tail as old as time. Yes, and so the neighbor. Takes them out boating, takes out the babysitter, Shatner, his daughter, and of course, mm-hmm. while on the boat, uh, the babysitter is kind of uh, flirting with Shatner, and Shatner mm-hmm. like strokes her face. I'm like, what are you doing? The boat? He's like, you know, no, you no, this, this isn't going to happen. But he's stroking her this face. Isn't happen, but I'm like, make up your mind, dude. Make up your mind. And they catch a fish. And Joanna beats it to death. Well, because, yeah, because Quinn Cummings is supposed to, Tara is supposed yes, to be the daughter. Scotty's like, Scotty, a.k.a. David Wallace, a.k.a. Daniel <laughs> from Mazes and Monsters so, says, you know, come on, you got to hit it harder. And then just Joanna comes up and just like, as well, and like everybody's just like, like mouths yes. agape, you know, like, oh my God. I wonder if they eat that fish. <laughs> no. That fish date that fish died a terrible death. I'll bet you that like there's too much like adrenaline was running through it. And yes. I'll bet you that meat is really tough. The fish wasn't even armed. But I'm pumped. Fish wasn't even, what did the fish do? The fish handed over its wallet. Death. The fish gave it his wallet and everything. She still beat it to death. Still beat it to death. You know, it's just like what did that fish do to deserve a death like that? That was the most upsetting scene in the Well, in the movie. was Daniel still interested in her after that? I think he was. Because at that point, I'd be Scotty. 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 At that point, <laughs> he's Daniel in Mazes and Monsters. Scotty. Scotty, aka David Wallace, aka Daniel from Mazes and Monsters. Yes, was he, interesting. He was. Right? Yeah, she was kind of leading him on. Okay, first of all, okay, let's just stop right. Let's, let me <laughs> stop. just stop you in midstream. Stop first it. of all, Stephanie's Stephanie Zimbalist, who's got to be pushing thirty at this point, is playing an eighteen-year-old, yeah. and David mm-hmm. Wallace, who's like I don't know mid twenties, is playing a sixteen-year-old. Right. Yes, I know. Oh yeah, he just wanted. He was sick. He, yeah. he was a sixteen-year-old. He just wanted to get down your pants. He didn't care, you know. And sometimes oh, yeah. the crazy ones are the ones who want to, you know. They're the most fun. More well, editing until I the morning. Until, until yeah. the morning after. But anyway. So John, you saying oh. anyway a lot this episode, Tim. <laughs> All right, John. Anyway, what was I saying before that? Oh yeah. So the dead. The fish is dead. The fish is mashed to. Well, we talked about that. Then she had a breakdown. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's. So like oh, oh, yeah, oh so you were talking she, about their age. 16 years old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. David Wallace Played. is supposed to be 16. Stephanie Zimbalist is supposed to be 18. He's like, mm. and who? And a little girl is a little girl, Quinn Cummings, who I think actually was 12 or maybe 14. Yeah, I think she was. She actually was playing her age. So she's supposed to be four <laughs> years younger than David Wallace. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, at that point, that's when you give up. You see a, a woman beat a fish to death, but I think he was still sticking around. Oh, yeah. That's why I was saying, oh, I can't say that again because we're going to lose <laughs> all this audience. Because, no, he's still pursuing her. Yes. You know, later they're on the boat, and he's like, well, you want to do something tonight or tomorrow? And she's like, well, I'm no, kind no. of busy. Tomorrow. He's like, well, that's what you told me yesterday and the day before <laughs> that and the day before that. So, yeah, he's still hung up on it. <laughs> Yeah, she went home and put on the wife's nightgown. I forget where the wife was. Mm. Oh, oh, I'm skipping. I'm skipping. They went to a party where now Shatner's wife has started drinking because the mm-hmm. babysitter Joanna has introduced her to the alcohol again, and so she's drunk at the mm-hmm. party. And Shatner's doing that thing like, I think we should go. We're right. drunk, and she's like, I'm staying. And, and and all the while, John Houseman is John Houseman is like suspicious of the babysitter That's from right. the get go. 
Like just from the get go, he is suspicious about her when nobody else. Is I was going to say this, this this movie would have been ten minutes if there was Facebook because John spends most of the movie going places saying, can you tell me where she's from? And and some clerk mm-hmm. saying, no, you're not allowed to know that. Or he's calling somebody on the phone. It's right, like, yeah. could you know what this woman? And she's like, no, I don't want to talk about her. Why are you asking? Yeah. But today. So for whatever reason, <laughs> he never does really explain why he's suspicious about her. He just has a gut feel. Yes. But at this party, the funniest bit is, again, Mr. Shatner, after he asks her to go and she's like, I'm staying. He's like, okay, good night. And he drinks his drink and he turns around to leave. I don't know if you saw this. And then he turns around again and does this bow, like, okay. And turns around yeah. again. <laughs> he does a few things like, I'm getting the most out of the scene that I can get. Because right. I, I don't. He's like, let me, I, I got an idea. Don't turn the cameras off and don't yell cut. <laughs> I got this great idea. It's going to make the movie. But did you see I'm going to turn around and I'm going to bow. <laughs> I don't know. I just was laughing. So that's why she's not home. His wife is not home. The babysitter puts on her nightgown. Mm-hmm. And I think he caresses her cheek and says, uh, this, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. And of course, the babysitter tells the mom later that he was coming onto her. He her came bedroom. onto her. Yes, yes. And still. And she's willing to believe it because she thinks there's some mm-hmm. girlfriend in Seattle. But he doesn't. she doesn't confront he her husband about this or make the babysitter leave. In fact, the babysitter's right. like, you need a vacation. And the wife's like, yep. And, and I don't know if you noticed that, that scene also. Well, she was manipulating her saying, yeah, go take a vacation. And, and the wife was like, yeah. And she ran. Did you see her in the background? She like ran to the house like, yep, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, get me out of here now. Maybe that was the only scene Patty Duke had to do that day. And she's like, yes. It's eight o'clock in the morning and I'm done with this miserable TV movie for the day. Get me out of here now. So then Joanne in her tight top, she's like, she has dinner with uh, Shatner and they drink and wine and, and acting like nothing's going to happen. <laughs> And John Houseman is on the phone every other scene calling to look into her her yeah. background. So what what am I missing? Well, you're missing uh, you're missing Scotty's fate. That's right, because I said at the beginning somebody's going to drown. Mm-hmm. So when we and I said foreshadowing, they go out in the boat because Scotty is like uh, will do anything she says, mm-hmm. and he gets knocked on the head and falls in the water. Yep, and she won't go back to rescue him. And then the next scene, they cut to. And at that point, I thought that Patty Duke was out of town, but apparently she was back. Oh, she's at the graveside funeral. Um, so did she ever leave, or did she get called back? I mean, yeah. and they have the great sight, and now the grandfather John Houseman is like out for he wants her, and he calls the cops. Right. And at this point, like, oh, we did forget one thing because we're always talking about these boring parties that the teenagers throw. Oh. They did throw a party. Oh, yes. And it was, what the hell song were they playing? <laughs> oh, by the way, what the hell is that? <laughs> but at least they were smoking pot. They're smoking pot, they're making out, drinking. They're making out, and I don't know what that song was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can afford any music. Come on. They couldn't afford any music, I guess you're right. Yeah, but at least they were smoking weed. Yes. So that was cool. That was way cool. Okay, I just had to back up on that, but um, yeah. So, the, uh, so he, so the grandfather calls the cops, and at this point, the house is in total disarray. The house plants are all dead. There's no food in the refrigerator. She's not cleaning the house anymore. Why are they still haven't thrown her out? <laughs> yeah, the daughter's like everything in this house is dead. Yes, I wish she was dead. <laughs> I wish she was dead. And then she overheard her, and then she tells the daughter, "Well, you know." If you don't straighten up, I heard your parents talking about sending you away to boarding school. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I told them, I told them that I'd think about it. I haven't given them an answer yet. And then Tara, the, the daughter, says, well, you know, the cops are over yes. at the neighbors. And I could just tell them that you let Scotty drown. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> in your face. Real cat fight. Since we're not winning any, uh. We're not winning a Peabody for this. <laughs> we'll just call it a cat fight. We'll they didn't. They didn't have fight. a physical cat fight, though. I was. I was expecting no that almost. Nineteen seventy. Right? Oh, it was nineteen eighty. 
So yeah, cat fight. So the cops so, basically tell John Hausman, "There's really nothing we can do. You know, there's we we really can't go on this little evidence." No. And eventually, he does get up with the supervisor at the Department of Social Services. He steals an address. Gets the ad. Yes. Gets an address. The electricity is out in the house, so he just like walks in. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes to the to house like across the lake, right? So we should clear up that she just worked at. Was that it? Oh yeah, and she said that she said that she killed the baby, the mother. Oh, she, the foster oh, mother. Sorry, I'm skipping. Baby. She visited a lady. Yes, that says. Yeah, that she killed the baby, but there was no proof on that. Mm-hmm. We. So then she said it, she she blamed it on a lady named Maud. That's yes, what Joanna she did. Maud. So some lady named Maud killed Her your baby. Maud. Some lady from New York. I can't. That's all I can remember. Sorry. Anyway. And then so John Houseman goes over to the house where she was staying, the family that allegedly went to Europe. Everything's wrapped in plastic. Right. And the electricity's not on. He's going around with this big-ass flashlight, mm-hmm. you know, just walking around somebody's house randomly. <laughs> and he gets into the bedroom. Moving cobwebs out and, of the way. Right. And in the bedroom, under the pla- on, on the bed, under plastic, is the mother, the father, and the son. Yep dead mm-hmm. very well preserved yes. for three bodies that have been sitting there for well, they're wrapped in plastic I, yeah but still <laughs> true i mean it was summer it was at least two weeks i would say i don't know it's hard to tell yeah it was, was it her how long was she there because it, it takes how long would it take for house plants those house plants were dead yes. i think it was more than two it weeks. was it was time enough for a cocktail party a teenage party and um, a boating accident so it was a little while uh, yeah, it was quite a while. They were they were very well preserved. They're all dead. Meanwhile, back at the house, Joanna gets a knife because everything's mm-hmm. kind of falling apart. I forget what happened now. Why why did she get a knife? Uh, she she wanted to. Uh, well, let me think. She she gave the she gave Patty Duke some more pills. That's right. That's right. And then she knocked William Shatner out. That's right. And the daughter, Tara, saw them and went running into, went running down the cellar. She locks his glass door. And oh, yeah. Joanna just like with her arm yep. smashes it. She should have been like cut to ribbons. Total she wasn't. Bannock woman type shot. Yeah, goes into the goes into the basement and the daughter gets away, gets upstairs. She's got the butcher knife in her hand because you knew that was coming. There, you know, the butcher <laughs> knife. You yes. know, she went to grab on the counter. It was the first thing she was going to find a butcher knife. Butcher knife or. Uh... Joanna has the knife in her hand, and finally Shatner regains consciousness. consciousness. He does, and like yeah. gets. He broke. And he's like, "Call the police! Call the police!" <laughs> and John Houseman appears, and he's like, "They're on their They're way." Already on their way. <laughs> and then she gets let off, and Tara gives her that freaky, freaky doll. doll. <laughs> it's a tormentor, and then fade to bl- and, then, and you know, and then fade to black. Did, was this anyone's last movie? Yes, wasn't it? No, no, I don't think so. No, no, it's not. It wasn't anyone's last movie. All right. It should have been. <laughs> it should have been a lot of people's last movie, but it wasn't. Yeah, not not the worst movie, not the best movie. Uh, the I don't know how many. Like, I guess that's a somewhat common thing. Uh, the babysitter disrupts the family by. Well, you know, it's true. Sleeping with the father or mother, whatever. Happens all the time. All the time. More than you care to know. And the restaurant business. Well, yeah. There's, there's so many restaurants in our neighborhood where we knew the owners, like a married couple. Mm-hmm. And usually I, it's like three restaurants. Like three years later, the restaurant owner's with a younger lady. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, she was a waitress at the restaurant. He's now married to her. Right. I swear, I that three times I heard that. It's, yeah, it was kind of like when they said, "Well, we're going to clamp down on sexual sexual harassment in the in the restaurant industry." And I'm like, "Yeah, hmm. who's going to keep watch? Who's going to keep watch on that? And what's going to be reported?" Oh, I have something to add to this movie. Mm-hmm. We have a famous actor from Star Trek, and we have a babysitter, Joanna. So. As I've been doing lately, I have a little, uh, some little notes here about the ways that the babysitter Joanna is like Mr. Spock. Okay. <laughs> and maybe you can add I'm all, I'm, I'm all ears, Tim. <laughs> so, Joanna and Mr. Spock are both logical with their advice and ignore human emotions. Okay. Second one, Joanna 
and Spock both want to mind meld with and or kiss William Shatner. Oh, okay. That's news to me, but all right. News to you, John. Come on. Uh, you, you, you don't know that there's a whole uh, genre of Kirk and Spock being lovers? Fan genre? Oh, no, no, Tim. I told you, I barely saw the original <laughs> series. I saw the movies and I watched Voyager because Mary Ryan Finelli from Ryan's Hope was the captain. Oh, there, there, so, there's a whole no, subculture. I have, I have, whole subculture. I haven't even, I haven't even gotten that. <laughs> All right. Well, number three, uh, she, Joanna and Spock both hate fish and wish to beat them to death in ritual combat. Is that so? <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. And the last one, she and Spock both wrap their dead victims in plastic because that is the ancient Vulcan, Vulcan saran wrap ceremony. How's that for a bad joke? The ancient, the ancient Vulcan saran wrap. That is a pretty bad joke, but I liked it. <laughs> Nothing to add. What is there to add, Tim? What is there to add? No, that was pretty, that was pretty astute. I will, I will say that. And uh, did so, any, did anybody get? Did anybody give Spock a doll before he got let off with by the cops? <laughs> uh, maybe wasn't maybe. that the, wasn't that wasn't that the final episode of the wasn't that the final episode of the original series? Like Spock was going around with a butcher knife. <laughs> no, a doll. And, and and then finally they gave him this <laughs> freaky doll. Was the cops really eating him off? Yeah, I think so. Is that how Star Trek ended? Or is that another lost episode? This is, this is a mod. Mud pod. We don't talk about Star Trek. Mud pod. <laughs> don't get off the rails. All right, but uh, before we go, we have that. You know what time it is? Is it time for the SETI Q and A? Yes. I'll call it SETI Q and A. Brain twister. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it SETI Q and A. Brain twister. The code. I love quizzes. The Bimco. I'll call it a wonderful theme. Who, who from this movie would purposely fart in a crowded elevator? Well, your first instinct would be to go to Joanna, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But I think that it would be, um, I really, really think it would be the Patty Duke character as just like a cry for attention. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, uh, uh, I think it really would be. Because I would say uh, yeah, Joanna I, too. And then, right. I mean, that's obvious. No, but I would have to say that um, Patty Duke as Liz, I think just she, in a cry right, for attention. Right. We just, <laughs> yeah. This 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 question every week seems to have have a need. The addendum: Who would do it? Who could not help but do it? Because I think that would, well, that would be the daughter. That would be John Howard. No, no, the daughter. Because oh, the daughter was so. <laughs> So much like uh, maladjusted. I think she also was just like passive aggressively. Like, but John Houseman. Yeah. John Houseman, too, yes. John Houseman couldn't help. He was at the courthouse every day trying to find that address, and every day people in the elevator were like, what is going on? He, he was tenacious, I will say that. So, who, who would have, who, who, which one or more characters would have a TV sitcom spinoff? And it's not a sitcom, oh, but I, I think... Oh, you go ahead. I think... Okay, go ahead. Do you have your idea? Well, it's not really... Maybe a sitcom, because I think John Houseman could have a murder she wrote. It would be murder he wrote. And he'd be... Murder every episode, he he's like, this girl's suspicious. It's always a girl. She's always suspicious. And he just goes to courthouses all day. He's like, give me her address. <laughs> and after a while, they're like, what's this old guy want? With these eighteen-year-old girls' addresses, something fishy's going on. He goes to the courthouse and has man's addresses. Why it only got canceled after thirteen seasons? I don't know why. <laughs> Took thirteen it seasons. The same freaking episode every week. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think there's a wacky sitcom with Joanna in prison. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like something like Orange is the New Black, but just like hilarious. Because she'd be manipulating people the whole time. She'd be manipulating people the whole time. There'd be, you know, you know, <laughs> prison yard fights. Right. She'd be trying to escape every week. True. And you could have people from the cast, 
you know, Patty Duke come like and do like guest appearances, mm-hmm. come into visitor in prison. It's like Mama's family, that one character. Yeah, and then you have the doll. <laughs> yes, the doll would talk. Yeah, the doll would start talking. There you go, be like Alf. This is not sounding funny though. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Doll. Trust me. Yes, like Alf. Her doll would eat the rats yes. in prison. Child's Child's Play was supposed to be a comedy, but anyway. Okay, so who from this uh, show would have a podcast? Um, it would be John Houseman as Doctor Lindquist. Wait a minute, and the he's and the he's, and the episode of every podcast would be <laughs> I went to the courthouse, <laughs> tried to get her name, dig up information on this girl, this eighteen year old girl, and, and they the, still wouldn't give it to me. Different girl. Kind of your idea with the TV series, although I think it would just be a podcast. <laughs> and one week he'd be like, this week I tried to get the information phone number of a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they still wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> and then the, and then the, the reason why I didn't broadcast last week was because, well, I was sitting in prison. Because apparently you can't get the personal information on a 16-year-old girl and not be con- Yes. Not be accused of, yeah. He would have been captured on that to catch a predator show. He'd show up at the house. Be what? <laughs> be like a Dateline every week. So I was, so was going to say the, da- the daughter, because she would grow up and podcasts would be invented, and she'd be doing a show about babysitters. Talk, talk, she'd have a podcast where people come on and talk about their wackiest, yeah. most embarrassing babysitter right. incidents. Or, or, or it'd be a really annoying podcast, and she'd just complain every week about her unloving alcoholic mother. Yes. Every week, it'd be like, okay, Tara, we got it. Unloving, alcoholic, <laughs> bipolar mother, we got it. And she misses her doll. And she misses her <laughs> doll. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest regret was giving that doll away. <laughs> She has a little dog that she brings with her everywhere in case she farts on the elevator. <laughs> yeah, and she can blame it on the doll. <laughs> oh, was my dolly. Baby farts a lot. <laughs> We're going downhill. We are going downhill. Boy, that tea buddy is getting more and more elusive, isn't it? Maybe next season. Maybe next season. Ted. So who would, who would defeat Maude Fiddly in a fight from this movie? What's the answer to it every week, Tim? <laughs> I guess nobody. But what if could def- what if she got that? That, that Stephanie Zimbalist as as Joanna would not. No, have, she wouldn't have. There would have been no. There would have been no cops leading her out of the house. No. She would have been coming out with a stretcher with a blanket over it. Right. There the police would be no, like, no, "Ma'am, why did you stab her fifty six yeah, times? Why did you, why did you <laughs> stab her twenty seven times, Mrs. Finley?" <laughs> It was self-defense. Oh, okay. There'd be no giving her a doll. No, she'd be on a stretcher with a sheet over her going into the back of an ambulance. And I was thinking she might get on the elevator with John Houseman. I don't know. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she might, wouldn't have made it to the top floor. If you look, if you look, if you rewatch the movie, you look real closely, you can see B. Arthur over John Houseman's shoulder in every scene. <laughs> But you got to look real close. <laughs> Do you think he was doing his best Alfred Hitchcock in this movie? He was doing something. <laughs> he was just like, give me some money. Just give me some money. He was he was, he was well off, wasn't he? He's not like a... Well, he, he spent most of his life as a producer, and then he got this acting gig. Yeah. And paper chase and won an Oscar for it. Yeah. And then he did the Smith Barney commercials. We make money the old-fashioned way. We earn it. That was him. Do you remember that? Yeah. Com- do you remember that commercial? That he was him. Made a lot of money off of that. Yeah, <laughs> he probably made a lot of money. He probably made more money off the commercial than anything else he ever did in his life. Okay. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> no, I'm just saying he was he was good. I wish the movie was like more of him just walking into courthouses. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know this like, 16 year old girl. I need to know her I address. Know, really. I need to know her phone number. the girls keep getting younger and younger and younger. <laughs> and then finally, ABC's like, whoa, no, we got to cancel this. We're getting letters. I'm, We're getting letters from mothers' groups. We can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's just getting to me. Only- I just am realizing that 
because now it's hilarious because in the movie they wouldn't give him information and i just realized yeah it's an 18 year old girl and he's like where did she live what's her number now it's funny to me that they're all like no i can't give that to you because <laughs> that's no, what they're doing in the movie but at the time i was yeah. like i just thought it was like a legal thing but now i'm like it is a legal thing right. <laughs> This girl's underage. Well, they gave the reason. Well, they gave the reason that now she was eighteen. She they'd have to have. She'd have to have his consent. So if she was under eighteen, they could just give it to him. That made absolutely no yeah. sense to me. He's like, I've been here before and got the phone numbers of sixteen-year-old girls. What's going on? What's going She's on too here? old. This is this is an outrage. All right. I'm voting for Ronald Reagan in the fall. <laughs> okay. This is, yeah, well, we've so gone long enough, and uh, I'm just having too much fun now. I'm having too much fun. I know, and we blew, and we blew the Peabody this week. <laughs> Next week, we're going to write the plot to the first episode of the John Houseman House Show. The John <laughs> Murder he wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called Murder He Wrote. But every episode, he he's just trying to find the number of a teenage girl, and everybody's like, what happened? Where's the murder? It's okay, Tim. We can cut this out. (laughs) All right. You can tell me later. I'm probably like, it's not that funny of an idea, Tim. (laughs) No, it is funny. It is funny. It really is. But that is the end of our show. That's the end of our show. We're talking to someone next week. I'm not going to say who. Okay. Because we we film these out of order sometimes. We can share that secret. Yes, these are not sequential. SETI BIMCO secret, trade secret. And uh, you, think, you think you think they filmed every episode of Maud in order? I, no, I, I know they didn't. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm not crying. I'm sniffing. I'm crying from laughing. God, blow my nose. That's it for this We're week. Still on the air, Tim. That's, yeah, that's it for this week. Come right. You can email us. Email us. You want to do it? Seti Bimco, Seti Bimco with an E at gmail.com. Tell us if you want to hear more about Maud or less about Maud. Dirk, call, we had no questions about England this week, Dirk. I'm sorry. We just mentioned your name to, mm-hmm. to for luck. For Was luck. there a British actor in this uh, movie? No. No? Mm-hmm. No. Wow. No, John Houseman, I think, spent part of his upbringing in England. All right. No, no questions. No sub-aqua team here. The sub-aqua team probably had to go fish poor Scotty out of the water. But. Probably. Anyway, we're, we're at Twitter. City, SETI, SETI BIM. SETI, what is it? SETI BIM dot Twitter. And Instagram. No, at SETI, at SETI BIM. At SETI BIM. At SETI BIM. That's how, Twitter. That's how you say the Twitters, Tim. <laughs> at, at SETI BIM. Although I'm wondering if Scotty's body floated in Canadian waters being part of the Commonwealth, would there be a sub-aqua team there could be, yeah. in Canada? <laughs> it might be their jurisdiction. Something to think about. Um, Instagram. Which, have, Instagram have you read page. that Lake Mead is draining so much and they're just like finding bodies that have been dumped? Have you read this? Uh-oh. I'm not making that up. Ed, Ed, uh-oh, I uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Uh, I may or may not be here next week. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. We'll talk about that thanks story. For, thanks for the heads up, Tim. Uh... <laughs> no, they. Moving on. What am I forgetting? Yeah, and and follow us on Instagram. Seti underline Bimco. Please follow us. This has been like. Uh, if you like this episode. Wait till next week when we do the John Houseman show, episode one. Yes, episode the one. The Seti Bimco players are going to perform that. That's an idea. We're doing it, but but that's it. We've talked long enough, John. Show's John over. John Houseman and his ballpoint I smell an Emmy. The babysitter. Reach out and, I mean, the babysitter. Go out and do not watch it. It's It's not that good. Okay. Okay, Tim. Goodbye. Do you have anything to add? I, what, what else was there to okay. add? I got this. Goodbye. I got these bodies showing up on Lake Mead in my mind. <laughs> I might have to. 
That's why I said I might not be here next okay. week. Anyway, no, not, not for any specific Goodbye. reason. Bye, Tim. Goodbye. <laughs>